Hello there, and thanks for joining us. I'm Sean. And I'm James. And this is Looking Over Life, a podcast where we consider the big things of life and where we'll likely get stuck discussing the small things. This podcast is mostly an excuse for two friends to talk, but we're glad you came to listen in. So, James, it's a new year. What do people do when it's a new year? Well, they make resolutions, of course. (laughs) So did you make any resolutions for 2021? Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about resolutions. It's something that almost everybody does, but then there's this small group of people or maybe not so small, that like to kind of sneer at, at New Year's resolutions and quote all these statistics about 50% of people fail on their New Year's resolutions by January 19th or something like that. Okay. You know, what you can gather from that is, you know, what's the point? If you're just going to fail, then why do you even need to have resolutions? Exactly. I tend to disagree with that. Sure, it's not very easy, but We all have things we can work on, and me as much as anybody, and so, yeah, I have quite a few resolutions this year, maybe too many. So you're going to lose 10 pounds and get up at 5 o'clock every morning, and what else? Oh, try to run a marathon and (laughs) ride my... (laughs) No, I'm joking about the marathon. All right, well, tell tell me what you're looking at for 2021. Well, of course, 2020 was a bit of a doozy of a year. And so Mm -hmm. back in December of 2019, early January of of last year, I was thinking about what I wanted to do to be a better person in 2020. And so I had resolutions like read my Bible every day, read the whole way through the Bible, which I did do. That was one of my few resolutions from 2020 that I actually accomplished. Okay. And pray every day. That was something that I did not do as good on. And so, yeah, it was it was, it was somewhat of a, a patchwork of a year. Some successes, some failures. I do feel like I, I moved in a better direction. Yeah. And so it wasn't a complete waste. But obviously, when you have a global pandemic and all the things that come with that, it does tend to throw a wrench in, in your plans. Yeah, exactly. So tell me a little bit more... How how do you how do you decide what your resolutions are going to be? Really, it's fairly simple. I just break down my life into different categories. Health, you have family, church, spiritual life, work, and uh, relationships as far as friendships and so forth, relationships in the church. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of broke down everything into those categories and, and started thinking, you know, what, what should I do better in these particular categories? So right. for instance, in my spiritual life, like I mentioned, I had, had been reading the Bible on a fairly regular basis, but it was somewhat sporadic and definitely not as regular or as much as I would have liked, would have thought was best. And so I set the goal of reading through the entire Bible in a year. And I had a year Bible that broke it up into 365 daily readings that I got from my grandmother and grandfather Gehring back in 1994, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I picked that as one of the things I wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted to spend more time praying. That's another thing that I've struggled to do. Also, as far as marriage, I wanted to do better at communicating with my wife. So we set up a monthly date where we, not always, but usually 
go out of the house somewhere to do something mm-hmm. as a time to just kind of get away from from all the stresses and so forth. We oftentimes got a babysitter for our two-year-old son, Jimmy. So that was that was something that we, we set in place in 2020. As far as personal goals, I wanted to read more. So I set a goal for 60 books wow. to read in 2020. And I, I, and I was actually able to, to hit that goal. I think I read 62 or 63, I'm not sure. So I felt like that was that was quite the accomplishment, something I've been wanting to do for a number of years. You mentioned earlier about losing weight, and that's something, since I got married, I started getting a little bit of that married look, <laughs> putting on a little bit of extra padding around the midsection and my face. And so this was the year that I was going to lose 10, 15 pounds. Well, I ended the year and only had another 20 to 25 left to go. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit how resolutions uh, stereotypically go. But it doesn't sound like you had too bad of a 2020. So you're set up for a pretty good 2021. What do you have on the slate for 2021? I'm doing something that I did last year, and that is instead of just having a list of, of resolutions or goals, I actually have a yearly theme. Mm-hmm. And my yearly theme for last year was focus. I wanted to to focus on the things that were important, to shut out the things that were not important. One of the goals that I did not do very well on uh, that had to do with focus was reducing time that I spent on my phone, my tablet, computer, and so forth. Okay. That was something I did not do as well on. I don't know if some of that might have been, you know, here I'm making excuses now, but (laughs) with just some of the stress from this year, it it was a very easy kind of a pacifier to, to pull out my phone and watch a YouTube video on productivity or something like that. Yeah. That while there's nothing wrong with it, how many different YouTube videos do I need to watch about task managers when I already have one that I've been using for three years? <laughs> okay, but I just want to, I want to, I want to stop you there a little bit because you kind of breezed over. You said you had a theme that was, your theme was focus yeah, I I understand what you're talking about there when you when you talk about that you have a theme, but maybe some people that are listening don't. So I want you to tell me what do you mean when you say you you had a theme for 2020? Well, explain that. So oftentimes when you have New Year's resolutions, it's don't eat any sugar the mm-hmm. rest of the year or something crazy like that. <laughs> and so if, of course you can't handle you know not having at least a, a little snack or taking a bite of dessert or something. And so you fall off the wagon pretty soon. Yeah. And so the tendency is to to say, well, I've already failed. I'm just going to give it up. And so, hey, you know, pass me a dozen donuts. And while you're at it, send me a couple snack packs of pudding. Yes, yes, and exactly. So <laughs> it, and so that's kind of this idea of it's, it's kind of all or nothing. Mm-hmm. A resolution oftentimes is seen as a... You either do it 100% or you fail 100%. It's binary. Yeah, that's right. With a theme, it's more of a it's a way to help you determine what goals you want to set, but it's also just something that you move toward the entire year. So instead of thinking about your goals and your resolutions as binary, where you take one bite of a Snickers bar mm-hmm. and you might as well give up, instead, if your focus is health for a year, then you, you know, most of the time you eat good stuff, but you also remember that 
that it's okay to occasionally indulge in something that's maybe not the best for you. Uh, the other side of the coin would be a resolution, like I've said, no desserts mm-hmm. or something like that. And so those are almost impossible to, to stick with. You know, another theme could be create. This is one I thought about but didn't end up doing. For a theme like create, that means you're going to focus that year on mm-hmm. on writing, on journaling, on artwork, whatever your talent or inclination might be. It's not that you have to write or journal every single day, and if you don't, you have failed. It's that this year you're going to try to do as much as you can, but it's a theme that you're going to work toward the entire year. If you do happen to fail, you have a week or two where you don't write or you don't do any sketching, Mm -hmm. well, then you just pick yourself up and continue on. At the end of the year, yes, you didn't write or sketch every single day, but you have written or sketched more than you ever did any previous year. And so then the next year, you can move on to something else. And so that's kind of what the theme is. My 2021 theme, so last year my, my theme was focus, and in some ways it worked, in some ways it didn't. One thing that I somewhat failed at, at least at work, was taking on too much responsibility, too many tasks and, and so forth until I was overwhelmed. And so I felt like I was losing my focus by trying to look at too many things at the same time. My theme for 2021 is concentration or concentrate, I'm not sure which. And it has two meanings. The first one is Mm -hmm. to concentrate, to focus. You know, some people might think, well, it's the same as focus. It might be, but I see that it has two meanings. The second one being concentrate. You boil something down, you distill it down to its essence, you're concentrating something. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of adding a different a different layer to what I'm hoping to accomplish this year. Last year, I felt like in a lot of ways, I was trying to take on too much at the same time, whether it was at work or whether it was the goals that I'd set mm-hmm. to kind of complement my yearly theme. I was trying to do too much, and so I ended up failing because it was just too much to keep track of. And so this year, I still have in some ways almost the same number of goals, but instead of trying to accomplish them all at the same time, what I'm planning to do is instead break them down into quarters, and each quarter of the year, I'm planning to concentrate on just a few of those, a subset of my goals for the entire year. Not to say that I can't work on the others, but those are going to be the ones that I focus on. So what are you planning to change in 2021 from what you've learned in 2020? Well, I've had my go at New Year's resolutions, and a lot of them were that sort of, I I will not drink coffee at all this year. And I'm not even sure sometimes why I made a resolution. I think maybe it was just to see if I could be disciplined. And a lot of times they failed. But over the last number of years, I have had a yearly theme. I have found that to work a lot better for me. You you mentioned about how the yearly theme helps inform you as you come to new decisions and so on. And I think the way I see my yearly theme as it relates to decisions is kind of like a filter. You had that example of if if your yearly theme would be creativity so then as you come to big decisions, you, you pour them through that filter and say, is this going to serve 
the theme of creativity or not. Last year, my theme was the year of praise is what I called it. And my focus was on trying to, well, I have a, I have a weakness of recognizing or seeing the good in other people, uh, particularly those closest to me, like my, my wife and my children. I see, see the good that they are doing or the, or something good they, they did for me, for example, but I'm not so quick to point it out and to, to give praise, to lift people up. So that was what I was focusing on last year. I think I made progress on it. I feel good about where I ended up. One thing about having a yearly theme is then when you look back, if, if you kept your focus on the theme, then you can really say 2020 for me was a year of praise. Like that was what I was focusing on and I did a lot more of it. But I, I need to, to grow in that. So this year, I'm kind of piggybacking off of what I was doing last year but going in a different direction with some other parts of my focus. And so year 2021 is the year of compassionate productivity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came to that. I've been reading over the last number of months, books on habits, books on planning. You're, you're really big into journaling, bullet journaling, I don't know, time tracking that all, all that goes with that sort of productivity lifestyle. I've done some of it off and on. I was planning uh, that was one way in which I felt like I did not do as good as I wanted to mm -hmm. in 2020. Oftentimes I would, I would send you pictures of my bullet journal when I was super enthused and, <laughs> you know, spend an hour uh, planning everything out. And I would send it to Sean thinking, he would think this was cool because he likes this sort of thing too, <laughs> but that was definitely not what happened. You know, it wasn't like every every day at four a.m. I was getting up and spending an hour planning out my day. It was a little more sporadic than I would have liked, and I think this year I'm planning to to do some of that planning and bullet journaling, but try to you know reduce, try to concentrate it down to to what I need rather than putting the bar so high that mm -hmm. there's no way that I can possibly get it done. Right. So I, I wanted some more of that productivity. Um, looking back over 2020, there, well, 2020 was a hard year, and I think I let the, the strain of all that was going on in 2020 get to me. And when I felt stressed, I did not perform like I should have. That was in the back of my mind that there was room to improve. But I found this tool online, and I forget how I even came across it, but it's at inkandvolt.com and they have a yearly, a yearly planning tool, I think is what they call it. And it was extremely helpful for me to figure out how to decide what my theme was. I knew I, I needed a new theme. I had some ideas, but I couldn't quite narrow it down to that one thing. And what I liked about this tool was it started with just reflecting on 2020. What did you accomplish in 2020? And then it moved to what things do you wish you could have accomplished in 2020? And then it flipped back and asked, what was the most fulfilling thing you did in 2020? And then went back the other way. Um, what was something you really wish wouldn't have happened? And it kept going back and forth like that more and more granular. And I found that really helpful to look at both the positive and the negative and keep going deeper and deeper before I even got through 
all of these, I'm not even sure, seven to ten pages of their their planning tool, I was already knowing what I was going to to write on that last page, and that was this idea of compassionate productivity. I want to get stuff done, but I want to keep on putting my family and others first, considering considering their needs and not just pushing ahead to getting lots of things checked off a list, but being aware of the people around me. Sure. I think that's a struggle that a lot of men have. I know that I have is, you know, we are very goal oriented and mm-hmm. goal driven. And so it's easy for whether it's work goals or house project goals or whatever to allow those to, we want to be productive. We want to get things done. We want to be a good man and do our job well. But in doing so, we can sometimes neglect what is our most important job, which of course is our families. Right, right. And our relationships. Jesus, he spent a lot of time talking to people. I think that there's a lot to learn there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not much of an extrovert. In fact, I'm not an extrovert at all. (laughs) And so it's not very easy for me. When this pandemic hit and there were these restrictions and we didn't have three, four, five things to do each week in the evenings and all the evenings opened up. I was thinking, man, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I I felt guilty thinking that because of a lot of people suffering, but it was hard for me not to enjoy more time to myself. Mm-hmm. I really liked what you were trying to get at with your theme of concentrate, where you were you were you were talking about. Well, I was getting the feeling of elimination maybe a bit so you had said last year you had this theme of focus this year you're still focusing you're concentrating but you're doing it in like a narrow or narrowing way is that right yeah that's right you know last year i had a number of of writing projects that i wanted to accomplish and and some of them definitely moved forward you know one that you actually helped with there were some others that just didn't happen, and part of that was because lack of focus on myself, not using my time that well, in a sense, failing at my at my theme of focus, wasn't focusing on what I wanted to get done, but then some of it was just trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to do a little bit more intentionally this year is think about what are the what are the three things I want to get done this month, yeah. not even today. If you say, okay, I want to do three things today, three things tomorrow, three things the day after that, well, three things doesn't sound like that much. Mm -hmm. If you only get one or two done today and then push that to tomorrow and then do the same thing, before you know it, you have an ever-increasing list of things that you want to get done and you continue to get discouraged. Part of the goal of this theme is to say, I have one thing I want to get done this week or... Three things I want to get done this month. Now, these things aren't like washing the dishes. They're bigger bigger goals right. or tasks that need to happen. But instead of trying to do, trying to tackle all of them every day, it just doesn't seem to work. At least it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so that is part of this, of this change where I still have focus as part of my theme, but I want to distill things down rather than trying to do everything. You talked about that snowballing effect of, you know, I want to I want to get all these things done today or this week or whatever, and you start pushing them off, and you can really see that easily in bullet journaling, which is something that you do some of. Tell me then, 
with this idea, with this theme, yearly theme of concentrate, where you're you're reducing, you're eliminating, you're distilling. If you do come up to a time where you realize that you're hitting a snowball, how do you think your theme of concentrate is going to help you? Well, I think it's going to help me kind of triage the huge list of things that I have. Look at them and say, out of these 10 things that are on my task manager, for instance, you know, only three of them really need to get done. And so what I'll do is take the rest of these and sprinkle them out over the next couple months rather than every single day. I use a tool called Todoist mm -hmm. to manage my tasks. I use a journal as well, but for just little granular stuff, I tend to use a task manager. It's easier to not let things slip through the cracks. And so I'll just postpone things. You know, at the beginning of every day, I'll open up my computer and log on, and I'll see 26 things due today. Actually, this evening, I finally checked off something that I had been postponing since at least early December. <laughs> you know, every single day, I would postpone it to the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it was a small thing, and it really wasn't a huge deal. But yeah, I think that's how my theme will help me know is I can say... These are the important things. Either just get rid of the others. You know, I don't actually need to write this article this month or move that two or three months in the future when I'm pretty sure I'll have some time to work on it and I'll mm -hmm. finish up this one thing now rather than trying to juggle three or four things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When I was working on getting my theme together, I came across a, a, question, by, a question by James Clear, who is a productivity guru, I guess you would say, or a habit, a habit guru. The question was something like, what is the one thing that if you changed now, everything else would be easier? And I think his, his um, blog or his email that day was thinking along the lines of New Year's resolutions and so on. I was right in the middle of trying to come up with my theme, and that really clicked with me. What was the thing, if there was one thing that I could remove what would it have been that could have made the whole year just that much better? I came down to procrastination and distraction as two elements of what kept getting in the way. You already mentioned those were two problems that you had too. I wanted to get to that one thing, like what was it that caused me to procrastinate or else enabled me to procrastinate? Or what was something that contributed to my distraction? And I came up with something that <laughs> maybe is a little bit, maybe it will make me sound immature, or I'm not sure, but YouTube was that thing for me. One of my favorite things to do this past year was watch videos about how to solve the problems that I was facing. I raised goats and milked them. We sell the milk here in our community. and. I do not know how many videos I watched about how to make a milking stand. It was just a way for me to push off the thing I needed to do. It was a distraction from being productive, and it was enjoyable too, but that's what I see looking back over my year over and over again, that I could have gotten so much more done, but I was busy planning, <laughs> or <laughs> planning in air quotes about how to solve my problems. Sure. You know, I've already mentioned about YouTube as kind of a, a guilty pleasure or whatever you want to call it right. for me as well. In December, I made a resolution or whatever you want to call it 
that I was going to drastically reduce my YouTube watching. Mm -hmm. And for the first two weeks, I did really well. I hardly <laughs> watched anything other than other than stuff that was helpful that I needed some education on. I, I bought a new computer, and with a new operating system, I bought a, a MacBook. I needed to learn how to run Mac OS, and so I was watching some videos about that. But toward the end of the month, things definitely got a little bit off track. But those first couple weeks, I really feel like, yeah, it was great. Uh, during those weeks, I was thinking, man, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. I had more time to read. I felt like I was more present with my family. That's something that I was just thinking about in the last week or so, of course, with uh, thinking about New Year's resolutions. that That's one that I have this year as well. I feel like this past year, I, I don't know that I completely failed, but I definitely did not do nearly as well as I wanted to. Mm. When when life was feeling really big for me last year, or even when I was just having small moments of, of stress or strain, YouTube was my, my place to go. And, and I don't, I, yeah, I don't feel ashamed or anything about my video choices. That That wasn't the problem. It was just the the timing of when I chose chose to watch video and the amount of time in total that I chose to watch video, which I don't really have a good idea for. I didn't I didn't track it. If I have a resolution at all this year, thinking about my year of compassionate productivity, I am going to do my best to more or less eliminate YouTube or or digital distraction, I think was another way I wrote in my uh, in my journal. I'm not really setting it up as a resolution because I don't want to have that feeling of, okay, I failed and I might as well give up like you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. It is going to be one of my my tools. The more that I don't tap into video, the better I will reach my goal of compassionate productivity. And so zero is, of course, the ideal, and that's what I'm going to be, going to be aiming for. Thinking about the, the compassion part of it, Looking back, like going over my yearly planning tool and writing my thoughts down and figuring out where did I fail or what could I have improved in, I did realize that the time that I was, you know, watching how to build a milking stand, those were hours that I took away from my wife and my children and my friends or my community or whatever, and even time with God, which was, of course, something that I was working on last year and want to work on this year, too, about strengthening my relationship. So if I have a compassionate or a sympathetic response to my relationships, then I'm gonna, I think I'll be better able to eliminate the video, which was a big stumbling block for me last year. So this, the theme this year is really a combination. In a sense, it's almost like my theme, that it's taking somewhat of what we learned from last year. Mm -hmm. You know, my theme was focus, your theme was praise. And so you'll still, as part of compassionate productivity, you'll be praising and trying to support those around you. What does it add that you didn't have last year? The thing that it adds is that, that focus of productivity. So last year, my, my theme was praise. And I got to the end of 2020 and I could say that I was successful in having a year of praise. But I could do that without really accomplishing things that I wanted to things that I wanted to do mm -hmm. for, for myself, projects that I wanted to do. I have a list of things that I, that I wanted to accomplish, 
that were on my list of things that I wanted to accomplish last year. They weren't really resolutions or goals. They're just, I don't know if you would call them bucket list things either, but it was like, here are some things that I want to do someday. And maybe this year will provide the day that I do that. Last year, I wanted to read more deep books. I wanted to, I wanted to pray more and pray better, have a deeper connection with the Lord. I wanted to devote more time to learning Spanish. Uh, my family and I live in Peru, and we've been here just over a year and a half, and so I'm still working on the language. And I have a book idea that's been floating around in my head. None of those things happened because it wasn't my focus. My focus wasn't getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. It, my focus was improving my relationships by by praise and noticing others. So that's the big change is trying to take some of those things off of my list that maybe I've had for a couple of years now and figure out what is my plan of action? How, how am I going to get these things done while also being aware of how it affects my family and other people in my life? So it's adding productivity without without getting rid of what you did last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I mentioned for myself that at the end of the year, I felt a sense of success. I, I'm curious, either for last year or or for the for the end of this coming year, how will you know? Like, tell me what success is for the year of concentrate for you. Yeah, we've already talked about. You know, we're not really on board with the idea of, of binary goals, either right. success or failure. That's something that I've that I've been thinking about in my spiritual life. I mean, obviously we would all like to, you know, flip a switch, snap our fingers, and all, you know, have attained, as Paul said. Mm-hmm. But that's just not gonna happen. And progress tends to be slow. And so it, it's easy for us to just become complacent with where we are. Um, you know, either set no goals at all or to set goals that are so lofty that we can't possibly achieve them. Mm-hmm. With this year, I'm, you know, I have my goals. I already know there's some that I'm not going to accomplish. I really hope that, that next year in 2022 that I'm not setting goals for, you know, losing 40 pounds. That would be rather depressing. Right, right. <laughs> but if I lose half of what I'm, what I'm aiming to, I feel like that would be a success. You know, I'm I'm moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. and so that's that's really what I would say would be considered a successful year is if the arrow is pointing in the direction of progress. If I set, let's say, I have a number of smaller goals, but let's say I have ten ten big goals that I want to accomplish over the year, both habits that I want to form and also other goals like there's a book that I want to finish mm-hmm. that's just in the final stages. I need to finish that. Mm-hmm. Even if I just finish a couple of those and then carry those into the new year, such as habits, then I'm a different person yeah. than I was in January 2021. And so that's what I would consider success, where the, the arrow is pointing upward towards progress, not downward toward continuing a downward spiral into complacency and just throwing up my hands mm-hmm. about life. Yeah, and something I think that's important to me about progress is the idea of it being incremental. Mm-hmm. We gain more by incremental progress than we do by these kind of flashbang, uh, big things that we do in our life. That That's not really, those things don't stick. And I think maybe that's one reason why New Year's resolutions fail for a lot of people is it's, 
we're going to do this really big thing where I'm going to lose 15 pounds and have six pack abs. Instead of saying, I'm going to increase my health, be more disciplined or, you know, however granular you want to get. And that incremental progress, like you said, at the end of the year, you're not the same person you were 12 months ago. And that person can build on being a better person the following year. That's really important to me. Little little progress every day or every week along the theme gets me a lot further than trying to do a big thing really hard, really fast. Yeah, I agree. I think we've both been influenced by James Clear, if I'm not mistaken. This past year, I read Atomic Habits, one of his mm-hmm. books. I think it was a bestseller. Uh, did you read that book? No, I've started it, but I'm not finished with it, so okay. I I shouldn't speak too much. <laughs> okay. All right. So for those of you listening, one of the main ideas of his book is in the title, Atomic Habits. And oftentimes the word atomic makes you think of something big, something explosive. Mm-hmm. But really, the word atomic means a small piece, you know, atoms. Atoms are the smallest units of matter that make up everything. And so his whole focus is on build these small habits. One line in his book, and and this is not verbatim, is if you increase 1% every day by the end of the year, you will have increased, I forget how many, you know, how many times Mm -hmm. it'll be because it'll compound. Right. And, and so that's, that's been something that's been in the back of my mind as I was, as I was kind of planning out 2021 is it's not about going from fat and flabby to six-pack abs in a month. Sure. It's about just slowly carving away the extra pounds, slowly getting a little bit more fit. Hopefully, the end of this year, I'm better off than I was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Just those small changes over time keep compounding like interest in your bank account. Right. And you've mentioned a couple of times now this idea about you can't fail with a theme. And that's really big for me because failure... Well, probably no one likes to fail, but for me, failure is a really big deal. It it can really get me down. But with a theme, I suppose if you didn't do anything at all for your theme all year long, that would certainly constitute a failure. But if you're working at your theme, you're making those incremental steps, you're gradually improving, and you keep trying and keep trying. That's success regardless of how you might quantify it at the end of the year, you met your goal because you worked at your theme. And and that's really exciting to me. And I know having done themes now for a few years, that that's something that I can do. Uh, and that's one reason that I love yearly themes. I know that I'm going to have success because it's something that I know that I can always come back to. And so that's one reason I would recommend yearly themes to to anybody. I know that I will learn lessons in 2021 about compassion and productivity simply because it's my theme. A theme has that effect on on me, and I think it, it would on most people. In the books that I read, in the articles I come across, in the conversations I have with people, in the examples of other people's lives, I'm going to start noticing compassion and productivity and how they might be tied together because that's my that's my theme for the year and that's what's been exciting to me about other years is is that effect and how how powerful it is for me and i think it could be for other people too so that's one reason i would recommend a yearly theme to anybody 
yeah, I think that is the power of themes. And I don't know if I would say quite so strongly that you can't fail at a theme, but it's not, it's not about succeeding and winning. It's about improving mm-hmm. is, is what I would say. And so if you've improved, if you've improved, you succeeded. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That should wrap it up for this time. Again, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you have any feedback for us, or if you have a question you think we might like to discuss, you can reach us at lookingoverlife at gmail.com. All right, see you later. Ciao.